This episode of Fun Employment Radio is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com slash funemployment and use offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Okay, I know you're excited about this. I am. This new thing. It and is. It's I, like it's been there and I didn't know it existed. I know, but not everything is life changing. Um, you're not in my life. This has changed my life. Every every day something changes your life. You know what? Sometimes it's great to be me. I have a brain like a goldfish. Like I kind of forget, <laughs> you know, things and then I like everything is like the best thing ever. It is true. It's kind of a magical world that you live in. It is. Like, like every day. Sometimes, you know, it's sometimes it's not the happiest place in the world, but a lot of the times I am just having the best time ever. Sometimes you're kind of like uh, Will Ferrell and Elf. Oh my god, this is the greatest cup of coffee I've ever had. Oh my god, that is actually You're kind of like that. Pretty accurate. <laughs> Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you everyone for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are four days away, maybe less. Oh my god. Three days no. away. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's Three days. Three days away <laughs> from the Fun Employment Radio Network Party, which, of course, we have to mention to you. You can pick up your tickets now at FunEmploymentRadio.com. We are so, so excited for it. A lot of stuff is going to be happening there. Get your tickets now. Get Go there. Get them. Be there. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, we're going to have an array. Like, there's so much stuff going on. We're also uh, just today confirmed to have a couple of guests swinging by, swinging yeah. through. Yeah. You're going to get to see some... Uh, some A-list guests. I was going to say, you get to see some familiar voices, but you don't see voices. Faces that go with familiar voices. There you go. There you go. You can finally put them all together. Mm-hmm. That's what will be going on. Yes. And, of course, there are uh, people flying in from all over the place. And perhaps we'll, oh my uh, we'll have a couple of those people oh, joining they're us They're like celebrities to us, by the way. Seriously. Greg totally. and I get so giddy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also, <laughs> uh, joining us here on this show in just a little while, will be Frayne from Backfence PDX. So, uh, a couple of months ago, if you guys remember, I did a storytelling thing for Backfence PDX in front of like 600 and some people. And at the <laughs> It was amazing. Portland, very fancy event where I told a... Uh, a story based on Great Expectations was the theme. Mm-hmm. Then I had to tell a story about myself. Greg told a story about going out on a date with a Vegas stripper. Along those lines. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's more to it than that. There is more to it, but I mean, that's, but at Great Expectations, that fits the theme. And it that's does. a, it's, it was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. That was, uh, I was very, uh, I was very nervous going into doing that thing, but we will, the video is up online right now. We will post it, uh, post a link to it anyway mm-hmm. on this episode of Fun Employment Radio. So, so Frayne is like the woman that puts all of this together and she is just inspiring. She is a super cool lady. Frayne is amazing. Yeah. And so I maybe, I know Greg that we're, you know, that we're going to be talking about her and like back then stuff. Maybe I kind of want to ask her if she has any tips for me on like getting over stage fright. Yeah, because you do have the stage fright. I do have the stage speaking. fright. Yes. I'm, well, Frayne's a good person to talk to about. I that. think so because I mean I saw her even because she was on you know on stage speaking when you did your mm-hmm. your speaking engagement. Oh, she's and a she's natural. just she is such a natural. She's just on there like she's talking just like everyone's her friend and it was just it was yeah. inspiring. She's she's got the charisma for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe maybe that would be a good person to ask for some advice. All right, you don't mind? I, no. It, okay, I'm gonna. I think I I want to ask her. No, I think. 
think she'd be the perfect one to do this. Okay. She she can coach you through it, maybe. Oh, God. Yeah. I did write... Every time I write it, I just have to stop and put it away because I feel so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have some stuff written in blurbs. I don't don't know. At least you're not having a rap battle. So, uh, all this is going to be at the network party on Saturday night at the Hawthorne Theater. So, definitely uh, pick up your tickets right now for Mm -hmm. that. Um, All right. So, a couple of things just to get to you really quick. What we were talking about at the top of the show is... Sarah gets very excited about very small things. It's, you know, that's a neat thing to have. It I is. Wish, I wish I could be that excited over everything. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like a little kid in this way. And today she was having a cup of uh, mac and cheese. All right, so let me tell you this, because I am on my listener party week diet. Yeah. Which doesn't mean I can't have a little, because I wanted some mac and cheese, but I'm like, hey, I could buy like a whole big craft macaroni and cheese thing, or I could get myself like a little, you know, like easy mac kind of thing. Right, because that and fits so, the diet. It it does. Sure. I went running this morning. And by running, I mean walking. Well, that's still. That's, that's I, I walked. That's I walked good. for a while today. That's good. But yeah, so I uh, I was going to get Easy Mac, and then I decided, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want it. But as I was passing by like the organic food section when I was leaving, I saw, I passed by the Annie's like macaroni and cheese, which is supposed to be, it's just bullshit. It's just the same thing, but I mean, they say it's organic. But they have their own little like Easy Annie Mac things. And by the Easy Mac, you mean it's just it's the cup that you pour water in. It's and the you cup it you microwave for three and a half minutes, then put in the powdered che- uh, powdered cheese and then mix it up. You realize that's exactly the same thing as the boxed mac and cheese that you buy. There is no difference between those two things. Oh no, it's it is completely different. They have a completely different taste. They have a completely different texture. The no. cheese powder is different. No. Oh, you don't know. Don't talk to me as if you're an expert. I'm an expert. No, I am telling you that all that is, it's just it just comes in a cookable container. Like a container you can microwave. Do you know what I used difference. to do in college? I did I never knew that you could do this, but before there was Easy Mac, I used, actually used to microwave my mac and cheese, which I didn't know cuz I didn't have a stove, and you could just put all your mac and cheese in a big bowl <laughs> with water, heat it for like 5 minutes, and then it was like Easy Mac before Easy Mac. And let me tell you, Easy Mac tastes a hell of a lot different than my microwaved macaroni and cheese does. Okay. There's some magic in it. So- but that being said, the Annie's stuff blew the Kraft Easy Mac out of the water. Yeah, it's good. It's it was actually delicious. Good. That's that's it a was higher delicious. level. That's a higher level of uh, mac of microwavable mac and cheese. It was amazing. I have like, to say. So as I'm talking to Greg, I'm like, oh, this is amazing, Greg. I didn't even know this existed. This this is changing my life. Yeah, and he's over there rolling his eyes. <laughs> I do appreciate that you that you get that excited over it. That's uh, that's fantastic. What was that Nirvana you? line? Somebody uh, like uh, said that to me before, and they're like, "This is kind of what, I wish I was like you, easily amused." Oh yeah, I've been told that many times. Yeah, easily amused, easily impressed. Right. Maybe yep. that says a lot about the company I keep, Greg. <laughs> Don't have to work very hard to impress me. You mean that I'm always impressed or I'm always impressing you? It doesn't take much like to that? impress me, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see where you're going with that. <laughs> All right. So, so that, is, that is it. It is life-changing for Sarah. So just bring her some mac and cheese at the uh, listener party, maybe. Annie's mac and cheese. Annie's mac and cheese. Yeah, I'm off the mac and cheese. I'm off the craft. Okay. Dude, they have all of these words on it that I know it's just the same shit, but there are all these words like organic and natural, so it just, and it's still the same just noodles guys, with the powdered cheese. Just to pull back the curtain a little bit, it's already being asked why we're talking about cheese so much. This is what it's like being friends with Sarah. When something strikes her fancy, whatever it is, that's it. That's her life. I become obsessive pretty much. Like, Obsess- for example, like my sty eye, Greg has heard me talk about this so much that he actually yelled at me yesterday. It was, I was just like, okay, well, I'm really, I don't really, you know, my sty is kind of, he's like, shut the fuck up about your eye. I can't see it. Nobody can see it. Stop talking about I it. I didn't say fuck in it, but I did tell you to shut up about it. Yeah. yeah. Because it was, it was getting to be a lot. 
lot. You can't see your sty on your eye. It's not a big deal. You're you're okay. You're going to survive somehow. Somehow. Somehow you'll make it through. Somehow, some way. I just think you will. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. <laughs> um, all right. So, so we've got that. We, we do have our special guest joining us here in a minute, but I need to bring up one more thing. So, in my week of awkwardness, how I talked about yesterday, you know, standing out in the pouring rain out in front of a... Oh, in uh, front of the bikini barista where you're sitting there waiting for your... Standing when there. even the bikini baristas are looking at you like, <sighs> oh, this is just sad. God, I hope nobody saw me in that. And then, of course, scaring a little girl by looking into the car window thinking that it was somebody else. Um, also, now I have another thing that's going on. So, this is weird. All right, so I've talked about my neighborhood before, how I have my meth head neighbors you sure have. that I share the fence with. But there are, the rest of the neighborhood is actually pretty nice, mm-hmm. although I'm starting to realize I really don't know many of my other neighbors. Like, and maybe I've met them in passing, but I don't know their names. I know other none than, of my neighbors. That's fine. Well, I know you don't. Well, I but know. I own a home there. I've owned a home there for like nine years. I should know more neighbors, and I'm kind of realizing maybe I'm kind of a recluse. Maybe they think I'm the weird guy because I know my direct neighbor. He's he's cool. Yeah. We talk. But other than that, I've never gone past his house in, in this neighborhood that I'm at. And apparently within, uh, I don't know, he, my uh, new roommate Skeeter's lived there for three months now. Mm-hmm. He's already met them all. He's buddies oh, with the Oh, but he's, the a, he's a talker. Yeah, he's, I know. He's talk- you're not a talker. Like, you talk all the time. You don't need to be wandering around the neighborhood talking to strangers. Like, Well, he does. And now he's he went, okay, I'm just going to say this. this. This is how this guy works. He's, like, friendly to everyone. And he was standing out in front of the house after a run, and some woman was walking by with a case of beer. They struck up a conversation. He ends up going over to their house, meeting her and her husband and having drinks, and and then went wine tasting with them this weekend. And yeah, then this is <laughs> seriously, this actually happened. And this is like a house like four or five houses down from mine. He's like best friends with them now. And so I don't understand that. I don't I don't know how it works. He somehow gets away with this kinds of things. And they seem like very normal, nice people who just happen to live. A, Do they? I, well, I mean, I guess as far as I know. All right. Well, then how, are you, the how are you thing. involved with this? Here's the awkward thing. So he told them. Uh, where he lived, and at first they thought they, they. I guess their first reaction was, "Oh, you live at that house," and they. Oh, they thought it was the meth my house? house with the meth house. This has been my constant fear of the neighborhood: is that people associate me with them because I'm right next to it. And if but if you just go by happenstance, a lot of times the meth heads are out in front of my house. They may think I'm the meth house or that I'm associated with them, and that's that's horrible. I don't want that. And so it's being it, noted in the chat. Edward saying friends with the neighbors ends badly. Just watch Judge Judy. <laughs> it's true. I don't think you have to be friends with your neighbors unless well, you live in a cul-de-sac or something. And like you guys are all kind of sequestered in an area. Well, here's the thing. So. Everybody in the neighborhood apparently knows the methods, and that, that I kind of figured. Everyone knows who they are. They are the bane of the entire neighborhood's existence. For blocks around, people know where that house is. And then by association, maybe my house has been brought into that. So he, he asked, and I said it was okay, to give uh, this, this not new neighbor, but the neighbor that he just met, uh, my phone number to text me to talk about maybe working out, trying to figure out how to get the methods out. Okay, let, let, let me. I'm sorry. Let, let me just no, ask catch up. Ask the questions. You're, okay, so your your tenant, your roommate, yes, met some people on the street because they were yes. carrying beer. He's now become friends with them. Yes. He went wine tasting with them, yes. and then decided to give them your phone number to talk about problems. He asked me first, and perhaps I had had a couple of drinks, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah, do it." And, but he did, and so I got a text yesterday from this neighbor. Now, by all accounts, this this neighbor seems. Fine. Sure, they all seem fine until they're not. <laughs> I realize I'm talking to someone who's uh, agoraphobic and uh, terrified of uh, 
any any like outside all I'm saying is really what's the benefit of of being friends with your neighbors you know the people across the street that guy that owns that neat company you have your neighbor next door uh-huh. who watches out for you like do you really need to be friends with your whole neighborhood well it's too late now so here's what's happened oh my god so you're text messaging a stranger yeah. It's a stranger. It doesn't matter if they... There are people who live in my neighborhood that I don't have to be friends with. There's the hippie turban couple. They filmed that episode of Portlandia where, like, all of them are in the backyard and, like, their turbans and, like, in the bathtub and stuff. Those are my neighbors. Does that mean I have to be friends with them? Well, no. 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 Just because you live in the same vicinity, it does not mean you all have to be friends. That's weird. <laughs> I, I'm just going to read what Keelan said. Uh as Skeeter happens to be African American, Keelan wrote, "Skeeter has broken black code. Never make friends with strange white people." <laughs> I'm going to leave that for Keelan. I'm just reading what Keelan wrote. Um, so, so I got a text from this woman, and I won't say what her name is. I guess I don't know why. I, I just won't. Um, and she said, "Hi, this is your neighbor, Skeeter's new pal. We would love to a meet you and b get those methods out of our hood. Let's get together soon. A drink at our place would be awesome, or whatever. Looking forward to it." And then a smiley face. So she's invited me over for drinks. Yeah. Dude, I don't I don't know. I'm so I don't want to say anything. Should I be rude. nervous about That's this? That's weird. I should be nervous? What what if they're just actually really friendly people? Then you would have probably met them before now. Oh. Like okay. why now? <gasps> Carrie's saying they're swingers. Uh oh. Um, okay, so Yeah, and they said hood. People. Well, yeah, they said hood. Yeah, the, uh, yes, that's what that's. And what then she ended wrote. with a smiley face, and you've never met her? No. So uh, I wrote uh, back. Oh, God. You wrote back? And I did something that you kind of do a lot, in which I overshared. I overshared. I over-explained in there, because I got that, and then I'm like, oh, no, what if she thinks, you know, instantly in my head, I'm like, oh, she, she's going to think that I'm one of the meth heads. Maybe this is a test. Maybe this is, I don't know. I just, I got nervous, and so I wrote this huge text. This big long text basically explaining how I met the next door neighbor, but I had never met anyone else. But I've owned the house for nine years, and then uh, and then for the methods, and then I started saying these things. And I was how like, long was the text message? It was long. Oh, I wrote a long text. Oh no! All right, read it verbatim. Go for it. Well, I I'm not even going to read all of it. I'll <laughs> skip I'll skip ahead to about paragraph three. Uh, for the methods, let's just say that sharing offense with them has given me stories for the rest of my life. And then I wrote this, and I thought I was being funny, but I realized. Afterwards, I've never met this person. So I wrote, I'm like the National Geographic expert on meth head lifestyle and activities since my kitchen overlooks their backyard. And then I wrote all the different things that I've tried to get them out. And Oh, my God. I put this all into a text. And I realized that the National Ge- Geographic reference, yeah, if you know me, you'll get that I'm joking. But this is a random text. This is my first interaction with them, and that's what I wrote. And maybe they're not going to This is the this. interaction with a person who brings a stranger walking down the street into their home to drink beer with them and then goes wine tasting with them right after they <laughs> met them. Uh, Nipples in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live said, so your text was meth head like in its rambling. <laughs> it was. It was. I rambled. I overshared. I overexplained. It was so long. And then, yeah, and then she wrote back, so uh, I'm going to meet up with her next week. Oh, well, I'm good going luck over with to their that. place next week. I'm nervous about this. I don't know how I feel about it. I always thought I was like a friendly guy. Like, you know, if uh, there's neighbors around, that's great. Now I'm not feeling... Uh, you know what? You don't, need to, you, don't need to, you, don't, you don't need to shit where you eat. You don't need to like mess, muck, muck up your neighborhood because the more people you make friends with in your neighborhood, the more you're going to be stopped. The more people are going to... You're going to have pop-ins. 
No, I don't want poppins. Well, you're totally going to have poppins because you just opened the dialogue. You opened the dialogue. She asked you to come over for drinks. You wrote this four-paragraph text message back. No, 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 That's no. pop-in material. Like, no, knocking on the door like, hey, uh, we just picked up a sixer at the local store. You guys want to uh, hang out and have some beers? They don't open. Those kind of people. Oh, no. Dude. Uh-oh. What I'm saying is I don't mean strange unless I've been drinking and I'm with some friends and like, hey, you look cool. Come and come and hang out with us at the bar. I don't meet people on the street and then bring them back to my house to have drinks with me and then go wine tasting with them. Oh That's weird. Okay, that is kind of a little odd, isn't it? Greg, imagine if you were walking down the street and somebody okay, and then like somebody approached you and you're just like, Oh hey, you're drinking beer. They're like, Oh, you want to come over and drink beer with us? And you'd be like, Sure. Then you're saying they're like, How about wine tasting? Sure. That's weird. Okay. Where is that just really friendly? And that's what normal people Dude, do. Regardless, if that's what normal people do, like we're not normal. Your bubble is violated. They know where you live. You have opened the channel of communication. Oh no, I don't you, want. They've met your roommate, who is clearly very, very overly friendly, and so they probably think that you're the same way. So you're going to get poppins. I don't want poppins. You're going to get poppins. No, like my direct next door neighbor, the non-method one, uh, Robert. He's great. We we meet in the driveway. If he's out there, we chat. We'll have a beer or something, and then we go to our respective homes. That's that's we got a great relationship. My next door neighbor is fantastic. I don't know about these people. Now, people are evenly divided in the chat. They're all saying like, "No, never take advice from Sarah." And people are also saying, "Yes, Sarah is exactly right." Oh boy, I don't know about this. Now I'm now I'm starting to. Dude, feel Dude, all I bit. know is the reason why I can relax and enjoy myself at my home in my apartment is because I have not made friends with anybody. Yes, if my building's burning down, probably nobody will want to save me. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because you know what? I never. I have in the two and a half, almost three years I've lived in my apartment. Somebody has knocked on my door once. And it was a it was a telemarketer or some kind of street marketer who got into my building because they followed somebody in. It and is, that's it. It is very divided here in the chat. Uh, Keelan is saying, uh, "Greg, don't let the woman that gets warehouse teeth whitening and dollar store tanner tell you what's weird." And then uh, also, Bean in the chat is saying, "There is no good ending to making friends with neighbors." I don't. I'm I'm confused. I don't know what to do, but I've already opened it up. Yep, Kenny's saying, nope, they're going to want your Wi-Fi password and to borrow your DVDs. Oh, no, That's no. totally I won't it. do it. I won't do that. doesn't matter, because if you're not home, you've already established the friendship connection. And say, for example, if Skeeter's home, would be like, oh, yeah, man, I'm sure that Greg wouldn't mind if you borrowed that. We're all in the same neighborhood. No, I don't think he's going to, he's not going to do that. I'm not saying that he would do it to be rude or, like, to be tricky, but I'm saying he's that now that nice. he's established the pattern of friendship, he's a little too nice. Yeah. Uh oh. So be like, oh yeah, you need to take a shower. Your your water's out. Oh, just come on in. Oh, take a no. shower over here. No. Oh jeez, I didn't think about that part of it. What now? They're going to be hanging out. Am I going to come home? And they're going to be sitting there at my table. They're going to be sitting. They're going to be sitting there. They're all going to be having beers and chuckles. Mm hmm. Oh no. I'm just saying that's a slippery slope. That's slippery a good point. Slope. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Oh boy. Okay. Because as much as you make fun of me for being agoraphobic. You're kind of the same way because when because we do a lot of shit and when you get home you want to be at home and it's relaxing. True. You don't want to pop in. No, Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm not a fan of pop ins. I'm a fan of having people over, but generally I know those people. <laughs> people are T Sex is saying it's super excessive. Kel, uh, Sarah's dumping her crazy onto Greg. Yeah, yeah. That's and let me just say, Greg and I have not been able to do a show together for four plus years if uh, he doesn't have the crazy as well. What do you mean? I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not dumping any crazy onto anybody who's not already crazy. <sighs> Well, I, just, I feel like I've overshared with them. Okay, well, why don't we... We have our super secret guests yes. here in the studio, and they have traveled from far away. Far and I, I away actually pulled, I pulled up a song to bring them on with. Awesome. So, so I hope this is right. So, uh, of course, as we said, Network Party this weekend, and many people are coming from all over the place for this, including... The faraway land of Texas. <laughs> this is the Texas State song. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, well, you know their handles. 
It is Katie and Norm. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Howdy, Portland. Oh, wait. Oh, Norm. Oh. That wasn't my bad. Let me do that. There you let's, go. Let's hear your dulcet tones. Let's do this again. Yes. Okay. Howdy, Portland. Texans yeah. are allowed to talk. Yeah, like, the Texans are here. The Texans are here. All right, all right, all right. All right. So, uh, Katie and Norm are joining us from Texas. How was your flight here, guys? It was it was uneventful until we got to Houston. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate that Houston airport. Is that George George Bush? Yeah. 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 Not even a real Texan, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Bush, not a real Texan. Born in Connecticut. Him. We don't claim him. He ain't from our land. He's not yours. <laughs> not welcome. Get out. <laughs> so you made it here. You brought us beer, which which some amazingly bitchin' koozies, which say Texas, the Lone Star State. Uh, you may all go to hell, and I will go to Texas. David Crockett. Yeehaw. Thanks, you guys. Yep. Thank oh, you. Well, welcome, because we know that you guys came because you're coming to the listener party this weekend. Are you guys excited? Very, very excited. We're so excited to have you here. And Katie has an awesome Texan accent, by the way. Oh, gosh. No, I love it. <laughs> We're going to have to get, get you to do some liners in Texas speak. Is that uh, the right way to say what's it? What's Texas, Texas speak? Are you going to be offensive and be like, howdy, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> y'all listen to Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> there it is. There's our liner. It. And we'll put the Texas music in the back. It's good. It's good. All right. So we've all been talking in the chat as we were talking about Greg and the and the roommate and the neighbors. Am I crazy? Let's. I want to get to the different perspectives. Am I being too much? Is Greg, is Greg correct? Am I correct? What do you guys think about that? Greg... Greg is, you know, presumably, you know, you, you got you got to take the defensive approach. You, you got to protect your household. Yeah, protect your home. Okay, but in this instance, Sarah is correct. Yes. So I shouldn't be talking to them. That is correct. <sighs> but I already opened it up. I opened up the gate of communication. This is you why you did. never make decisions after you've had a couple beers and uh, think it would be a no, good idea. I did this sober. Oh, uh, I, thought you I, said you, I thought you said you'd had a couple beers. Oh, I had like, a couple oh. beers when I told him it was okay to give her my number. Mm. But that was that was over the weekend. And then she just texted last night. I, clean and sober. Oh, just boy. be an asshole to her, and then she won't talk to you anymore. <laughs> <sighs> do well, I want to do that, though? What I'm saying is the most nerve-wracking thing is, like, you know, Skeeter's very nice. But is he going to be, like, approaching every single person in your neighborhood and befriending them? And well, then telling them not, where he lives. Okay, but he's not doing anything wrong. No, he's not. And that's what I'm saying. He's not doing anything wrong. But I mean, like, this was just a random person walking this down the street. This is more of a lifestyle decision where I, I guess I'm more of a recluse than I thought. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Greg, you, you might have to Michael Corleone, your, your, <laughs> your friend here. <laughs> just take him out in a boat <laughs> while some music plays in the background. <laughs> and, you know, maybe shoot him. <laughs> broke my heart. <laughs> so people are saying that we're overlooking the mutual good that can be done. Yeah. I suppose there could be, but I don't think that's a hangout at our house for dinner and drinks. Like maybe go to a place that's neither of your homes. Maybe sit down in like a neighborhood bar or something and then public talk about... Public setting? It. Yeah, a public setting. Why? In case they're going to try to kill me? No, but I mean like if you want to... If, if you're not going for friendship and you're going for a solution to a problem, I'd say maybe set up a time... Like let's set up a time not to hang out, but to talk about the meth heads. <sighs> Here's my worry. Okay. I'm worried they're swingers. I'm worried that's what they're into. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. think that they're swingers. You don't swingers. think so? Well, well swingers seen? really like me. Have you seen the wife? Uh, I saw it? pictures. Yeah, I saw pictures oh. online. <laughs> what? What do you mean you saw pictures online? Well, because there were pictures posted from the uh, from the from the wine outing and. 
I, I won't go into too many details. I, I know well, what they look like. They do say wine is a gateway drug to, you know, strange sex. But see, wine maybe does they're just perfectly sexy normal, nice people. <laughs> maybe they're perfectly normal, nice people, and I'm... I'm the one that's 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 messy, you know. That's weird in the situation. That's mm-hmm. usually the swingers seem normal on the outside, but uh, those are the ones that are crazy. Oh, See, just yeah. like Katie and Norm, they seem totally normal. And they want yeah. me to come over for drinks. My anus really hurts. The Greg Nibbler story. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, am I going to wake up in a weird backyard? No, somewhere? you're right. And to be fair, I'm probably projecting a little bit of my my crazy. But at the same time, I also want you to protect your home and like yeah. Oh, and I know how much like boy. how stressed you are with everything anyway, and then just having strangers be pop ins. I'm, I'm just saying, I think that's coming. <sighs> pop ins. That's the worst. She's <laughs> going to bring you cookies and casseroles, and but then can I trust the food? Can I trust it? You could totally trust the food, but they're going to probably bring over a bottle of wine along with it and be like, "Oh, let's let's open this up and let's and let's have an like, open dialogue with our open wine." Then they're going to like take over the living room and start like watching whatever they want to watch, and then they'll be like, "Oh, our friends are going to stop by and mm-hmm. write it down." And then pretty soon there's like 15 people in my living room, and then I don't know what to do about it, and I can't ask them to leave because I live. They'll next be door. easy listening jazz on the stereo. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh! these are our buddies. They're from out of town, too. They're a couple as well. So why don't you just come on in? Oh, you guys, let's get comfortable in here. Let's just turn up the heat a little bit and close the blinds. And then, you know, maybe we'll just uh, kind of relax. Oh, it's getting hot. Boy, I'm just going to put on this tank top. Oh, it's getting a little steamy in here, isn't it? How do you feel about that, Greg? And, and then there's going to be a hand yeah, on my leg. Enough. And somebody's putting a hand on my leg. And I'm going to be feel. All Awkward and uncomfortable. Well, Greg's about like it. the twitchiest person oh. ever. If you accident, like if he doesn't know that you're going to touch him, like I'll I'll touch him on the shoulder one time and be like, Greg, and he has I'm pretty the most, jumpy. He is so jumpy. He's just like Aah! like every time. Yeah, like he's just been shot. I'm easily startled. So you're going to make a spectacle when one of them tries to put their hand on your knee. They're just going to whisper, "It's okay, Greg. Just go, with it. <laughs> just go with it. We're doing it for the neighborhood, Greg. Just the tip. <laughs> neighbors stick together. This is what neighbors do. Oh no." Oh, God. Okay. Pretty soon there's going to be a neighborhood alliance, and you're going to have a neighborhood watch. Slippery slope. Slippery slope. Yep. It's going to start right. out anti-meth, and then it turns into an orgy. I'm going to mm-hmm. be sandwiched <laughs> in between swingers and meth. Oh, no. Okay. All right. got to think about this for a while. Well, anyway. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least you can walk freely through your neighborhood. Like, I know nobody in my neighborhood. I mean, I see people I, you know, I can bump into from time to time, but, I mean, I don't know anybody who's living there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm saying maybe it's a, maybe it's a good thing. Okay. Well, I'll I'll have to uh, I'll I'll fill you in on what happens. Okay. As far as what goes on for the next. Oh, jeez. Sorry, this is just really getting in my head now. Mm-hmm. I'm really thinking about. Well, sorry. Well, half the people in the chat are saying I'm crazy. So I mean, maybe I am. Okay. Well, I know I am, but maybe I okay. am about this. I don't <laughs> talk to my neighbors either. You don't? Mm-mm. Okay. I might say hi, but not. I'll like. say a casual hi, and like I'm yeah. not ignoring them, but I'll be like, oh hey, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. That's it. No. Hey, come over and you know, have a beer. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. No, I feel the exact same way. All right. Well, since we do, uh, since Fran's going to be coming here pretty quick, do you want to do a little bit of World Crazy? Yes, let's do that. All right. Let's do that so I can get out of my head on this. Uh. <laughs> Norm just did the 90210 clap. <laughs> I have to do it. Like, every time I listen to the show, it's like I got to oh. do it or else it feels weird. <laughs> my entire life, when we would watch Not- Beverly Hills 90210, my mom and sister and I, we'd always do the clap. That's not weird. It's not. <laughs> so nerdy. <laughs> oh, hello, my friends. Hello, 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 okay. hello. Don't go that way. 
My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, first up, think I might have found your soulmate. I saw this and I was pretty, pretty, pretty excited about Britney it. Britney Spears? No, but it's about a woman, a blonde woman. Okay. Oh. A lady in California. You have me intrigued. Oh, I know I do. All right, first up. A woman in California who describes herself as Barbie-obsessed said that she's using hypnotherapy sessions in hopes that it will decrease her IQ and, in fact, become (laughs) brainless like Barbie. Oh, okay. I swear to God. Wow. So she calls herself Blondie Bennett. Uh, and Blondie, Blondie Bennett, who is undergoing hypnotherapy sessions to become dumber. Because she was intelli- super intelligent before. She's she a sure Mensa was. member. She's, who's just she's wanting totally to- ex-Mensa. Okay. Uh, Blondie Bennett says, I just want to be the ultimate Barbie. Actually, what I really want to be is brainless. I don't like being human, if that makes sense. Natural is boring. I would love to be, like, completely plastic. Uh, this is this a- woman a porn star? Because let's just say if you're at work right now, don't Google image search Blondie Bennett. Okay, she might yeah, be a porn it's, star. It's going to pop up uh, with not safe for work images. Okay. Well, uh, Blondie Bennett so far has had five breast augmentations and other procedures in hopes of attaining her goal. Yeah, I think this is her. All right, but I now she says she's. But now she says she's undergoing hypnotherapy sessions two to three times a week in order to dumb down her thoughts. <laughs> you know there are cheaper ways of doing that Just like paint thinner or something She's paying a therapist to be d- I'm thinking this is like the smartest therapist in the world Oh god So yeah so she's 38 years old Her screams are gone sweetie Here, here you go <laughs> uh, So she says I've had 20 sessions And I'm already starting to feel ditzy and confused All the time she says that although she loves her looks, her plastic features tend to turn off a lot of people. She said that her friends and family don't approve of her lifestyle. However, the dumber she gets, the happier she is. Well, they do say ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Wow. No, that is not my soulmate. That I will not be. Okay. I, I was just interested. I was just putting it out there for I'm you. I'm breaking up with her before it even starts. Okay. No, Blondie Bennett. No. All right, I have a really gross story, but it's really short. Don't mean to just say it. it has to do with Miley Cyrus. Yes. Like, I had to because it was just in it's the news. Gross. It was really, yes, it was, it's gross. Okay. All right. Uh, Miley Cyrus uh, was in Tacoma, Washington during really? her Bangers tour this past weekend. During what tour? That's, that's the name of her album, Bangers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. When apparently somebody in the audience threw their thong they were wearing onto the stage. Oh, no. Miley Cyrus then proceeded to pick it up. And put it in her mouth. Oh, gross. That's not sanitary. Ew. And the people got photos, and it's disgusting. Picked up a stranger's thong that they threw it, took off, threw it on stage, and put it in her mouth. All right, next up, attention, Scott Daly. A clown shortage is looming in the U.S. What? Clowns are on their way out. And did you know that clown phobics are called coolrophobes? No. Yes. It's a coolrophobe. Coolrophobe. Yes, a national clown shortage may soon be upon us. Now, it's a little sad. So it seems as older clowns are dying, not nearly as many clowns uh, that are younger are joining the ranks to replace them. Shocking. Leading to a drastic decrease in membership in uh, clown organizations all over the country over the past 10 years. He who honks first, honks last. (laughs) (laughs) Even kids who are into clowns, uh, quote, go on to high school and college, and clowning just isn't cool anymore, explains the president of 
Clowns of America International. They need to start recruiting juggalos. They do. There's an ample supply of future clowns right there. Uh, another spokesperson for a different clown group, uh, the New York Clown Alley, says, American kids these days are thinking about different careers altogether. And he says that maybe one of the differences is that clowns only usually make, uh, at the most, $200 at most per birthday party performance. Whoa. That's pretty good. We should get into clowning. All right. You know, there is another podcast that actually uh, the hosts are clowns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You're the thing. Yes. So, uh, apparently, if you're looking to get into clowning, now might be the time. Would you guys ever want to be a clown? No. 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 I don't think so, either. It's it, it, it's really the screaming children that mm-hmm. probably would do it for me. Like, no. But if you could, like, get them to scream in terror... I enjoy that. That could, that. Be, that could yeah. be funny. That could be funny. Well, um, if you would like to, uh, let's see, if you would like to actually look into becoming a clown, you can uh, contact Clowns of America International for your application options. Don't all over think the I'll world. be doing that anytime Are soon. Are you sure? Yeah. Maybe I can convince Greg to be a clown. Well, I'm already from Texas, so pretty much to the rest of the country, I'm already a clown. <laughs> well, and Greg's already an actor, so he's pretty much a clown anyway, too. I think I could be a clown. That's how I can win the rap battle against Scott Daly. What, is dressed like a clown? Yeah. Ooh. Over. <laughs> Uh-oh. And finally, out of Brunswick, Ohio, an Ohio woman apparently had beef with a comment that a supermarket employee made. So she slung specially spliced steaks at her face. Specially sliced steaks. Specially sliced steaks. A woman threw steaks at a woman because she called her fat. Frances Sliman was charged with misdemeanor assault after she allegedly attacked a grocery store worker in the deli department with a pair of special cut fillets. Frances Sliman, 44 years young, uh, reportedly went to the deli counter and requested their steaks be cut small because she was on a diet. After she was given her special cups, uh, cuts, Sliman then took the plastic wrap off the meat and threw the steaks at the deli counter worker because she swears she heard her call her fat. Well, she did not. The steaks hit the employee in the eye and the shoulder, but she didn't require treatment. Uh, according to the police, who of course were called, Sliman's husband heard the worker make a, ne- make a negative remark about his weight. However, the employee maintained she was simply talking with another worker about how everybody's on a diet these days. Other people who were witnesses corroborated the employee's story. A little, a little sensitive. Don't throw steaks at deli workers. Generally not a good idea. Probably not the best thing that you could be doing. Yeah. Maybe she should have said it was a lifestyle change instead of a diet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, why, why are you throwing meat? Never throw a cut of steak. That's just wasteful. That is very wasteful. No. That, that angers Texans. <laughs> <laughs> Norma's very unhappy. Well, there you go, guys. There's your albeit ever so brief world of crazy. Awesome. Maybe right. Scott could be a clown. He'd be a, a really good, scary tall clown. I think clown. he could be fantastic at mm-hmm. it. All right. Well, we should uh, probably go to break here because yep. our guest has arrived. So uh, so Norm and Katie are still going to be hanging out with us, but they are going to take a back seat and uh, we're going to bring on Frayne. Yes, indeed. Yes. Maybe she can give you some advice. Oh, God. Yeah. Think about that. Hundreds of people staring at you. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll be right back in just a minute with you. more Fun Employment <laughs> Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fun Employment Radio, and that's a uh, the full dot-com scenario. Uh, and you're listening to, well, not at the moment, uh, I'm Reese Darby. I uh, should have said that at the beginning. But after me, uh, you'll be listening to Nibbler and Dylan. Always a good laugh there. Uh, so enjoy them, and I'll see you next time. Yes, I know it's my favorite one. It's my favorite one. It is your favorite one. Hearing Reese Darby say full dot com scenario. 
It makes me happy. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. We'll have to play that at the party, too. Okay. We will. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. And as we promised, we are now joined <laughs> by Ow! one and only, Frank. <laughs> Hello. <Woo! laughs> How you doing? Just, sounds like you just ran over here. I did. I just I just took a jog, <laughs> uh, which I like to do before a radio program. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And the ring get, get loosened up a little? Yeah. I think it really uh, loosens up the diaphragm <laughs> so that one really has a pleasant speaking voice. You do have a pleasant speaking voice. Voice, I must thank say. You. Mm. Thank you. Good I thing you do the, the talking for a living. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. tone sounds very NPR. It's yes. Pretty good. Yeah. It's very NPR. It's weird yeah. when you do when you go on NPR, you start talking like an NPR person. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Really? All of a sudden, you're like, I'm in Terry Gross cadence. How did that happen? <laughs> I'm just. Uh, and next, we're gonna talk to. And you're like, what? I never <laughs> speak like that. <laughs> ever. Slow down in and my lower life. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's actually a voice that suppresses expl- expletive. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to say, shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's, it just doesn't come yeah. out naturally. <laughs> you know? It was actually more Vagina. forced to say that. <laughs> yeah. That's not an expletive. It isn't. No. Unless, no. well, cock and Vagina. You vagina. That's what all the pencil the toad. So aggressive. So aggressive. <laughs> Sorry, I jumped right into a vagina on your show. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so... Frayne, and I was explaining to everybody, too, earlier about Backfence PDX. <laughs> Backfence, uh, which I was a part of in December. You were. Which was, that was so much fun. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. You did great. You did great. Thank you. I was extremely nervous about that, and... Uh, I think it. I think it turned out okay. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because no matter how often one has been on the air or on stage or whatever, telling a personal story is way scarier is. than mm-hmm. doing anything else. And you know, even as uh, the producer and host of it, when I tell stories like at other events, I, it's like the most nervous I get. Oh. It's just like, I why did I say yes to this? Why do other people <laughs> say yes to my show? This is so crazy. But then. Like a sentence in, it's just like this is the best ride ever. It's yeah. just like a fun roller yeah. coaster ride. So, so. H- how did how did Backfence come about for anybody who doesn't know? Um, how did it come about? Well, I had heard about the Moth in around 2002 when I was in New York, but there wasn't a show. And then in 2007, if you remember back, oh. you remember mm-hmm. I, Do you have I a favorite That's- moment of 2007. Oh boy, where was I in 2007? What were you doing then? I think I was I was working on uh, AM 970 Solid State Radio. I believe that year Ron Jeremy played me happy birthday on his harmonica. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty solid memory for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. just remembering that that was. Wow. I remember that was 2007. That, that was, was clear. That's yeah. a clear memory. Thank you. I've been saving mm-hmm. that one. Well, How I, about you? I feel, uh, well, for me, uh, <laughs> to get back to the, the question <laughs> asked, um, I guess, is that um, in 2007, I decided to go to Litquake, which is this big uh, literary festival in San Francisco, which I know you're probably saying, like, <laughs> fun, that sounds fun. What is there, a donkey ride and a corn dog <laughs> and then a book? Uh, Litquake is the perfect name for a literary festival in San Francisco. It, it, it <laughs> is. <laughs> and it's actually super fun. It's a week-long thing and uh, lots of really fun events going on and one of them uh, was this storytelling series called Porchlight which a friend of mine happened to be producing and hosting and I didn't even know she did that there and uh, she was like you know come on down and um it was huge. It was like, because it was part of Litquake, it was one of their bigger ones. There was like 600, you know, people there. Wow. And I guess, which is the size that you yeah. told in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
Dave Eggers was there and there were some other kind of famous lit stars telling stories and I just I loved it I was like I love this I this is what I want to do in Portland because I was kind of thinking about what can I do and I started a sketch comedy duo and that was awesome but this I don't know this was like really just seemed really cool to me and it was a way to meet more people in the community Mm -hmm. and also like I had performed in other cities and knew a lot of people so it just seemed like such a fun thing and it was like it's really fun to be able to call you up Greg and just go hey do you want to do this thing and have you be excited about it oh yeah you and like you know go over I don't know it's just like it just turned into a that's kind of how it the genesis of it you know was seeing that show and then six months later doing the first one so wow Oh, that is amazing and terrifying. Because we've talked before about my super fear of, of stage fright. Your super fear. My super. I have a super fear. It's yeah. So that being said, we have our listener party coming up this week, and uh, Greg and I made a bet, and I have to actually go up during the listener party and do five minutes of stand-up comedy. Yes, you do by, by yourself, myself on stage. Yeah. Now I have it. No written. training wheels for you. No training. Uh, well, I do have my. I do have a piece. I'm allowed to bring a piece of paper because this isn't like a dream of mine. This is quite honestly the opposite. Right. But this was uh, <laughs> this was a, a dare slash bet thing from Greg. That being said, do you have any tips for me? If I, uh, I I'm going to be up there. I'm going to have my piece of paper. I'm going to uh-huh. be profusely sweating. Right. I don't. Is there anything? Yeah. And it's that sweat that smells bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. no other sweat. It's like you haven't smelled it since you were a teenager and going through puberty. Mm-hmm. But when you get nervous, it like the pituitary gland kicks back in and makes you stink again. That's and true. It's so gross. Yeah. It's not like the oh, I just went on a long. Well, I'm already run. wearing I'm like a good. black shirt because I already have like this black shrug thing that I know mm-hmm. I'm going to wear to cover my armpits so that I don't right. like sweat into my dress. Well, that would have been my first tip. Yeah. yeah. A shrug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cover the, cover so the you got pits. that one down. Right. Uh, you know, you just discovered it on your own. You know, <laughs> it's it's a it's a being on stage hack yes. for you. All to, right, to not that you will be a hack, but you know the other kind. Oh, of I'm going to totally be a hack, like a lifestyle hack. Because like people, there'll be so many other things to point out about what I'm doing wrong that I don't want to just all immediately draw attention to the sweaty armpits. Right. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Okay. Because you want the audience to be relaxed. I think the the key is to. Uh, um, is to just talk to them because mm-hmm. it, it's you can kind of get into a mode of being too performancy, yeah, and then you disconnect from them. So you know, just you, it's kind of it's, it seems so cliche, but you just the more you lo- you're actually looking at them and talking to them, um, they'll be with you. That's more because yeah, I've been writing out stuff, and then I found like it, when I have bullet pointed it instead of actually writing out every right. single word I'm going to say it is a little easier yeah and then then you're free to like when 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 stuff comes to you in the moment like somebody might laugh weird or something like that it might kind of spark something else in Mm -hmm. you and then it's really becomes uh in the professional world we like to call a ping pong match between Mm -hmm. you and the audience you know (laughs) um and you can really react off of them and they love that because then they're they're drawn into your world and they're you know a part of the experience that you're having on stage all right that's it that was very helpful, actually. Was it? Yes. I'm glad. Yes. I'm glad. Can you see the fear in my eyes? And just, yes, I can see the fear in your eyes. <laughs> I haven't been uh, sleeping very well. I've been are thinking very about dilated. this. Yeah. Um, I wake up in the middle of the night and think about it. Think about that five minutes. And the other thing you can do is take a beta blocker. <laughs> <laughs> just if you want to hop right to it. Oh, God. You know? I've never done that, but people really do that. They take beta blockers. Really? Yeah, I've heard especially uh, musicians take them. Really? For stage fright? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's originally for heart problems, right? Mm-hmm. Slowing down your heartbeat. But I guess it keeps your mind sharp, but keeps your body from shaking. Huh. And I'm writing that down right now. Yeah, you should Google beta, beta blockers. <laughs> beta I think blockers. they're pretty easily 
prescribed. I have some. No, I don't. I don't okay. have any. <laughs> no. Oh, I didn't even think about the shaking thing. Yeah, because I could like really shake. Oh, you, yeah. There's nothing worse than watching someone on stage too and watching their hands shake. Well, because yes. you feel sorry for them. Well, and and you have a piece of paper. It'll be all rattling. It's going to be right. really awkward. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Dick. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be soup, soup's awkward for you yeah. up there. I think no. the other thing is don't wear too uh, spiky of heels. And I, because if you're not used to being on stage and talking and you have tiny spiked heels on, mm-hmm. you're going to feel wobbly. You're not okay. going to feel in your, in your, in your shoes. I can't wear any kind of heels, so I'm pretty good with that. You're good with that. Not yeah. too much cleavage. Not too much cleavage, okay. But you should feel cute. Okay. Man or woman. Feel cute. Everyone should feel cute. Greg, did you feel cute when you did your thing? I feel pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good outfit. Yeah. You wore your gray shirt, right? Uh, It was like bluish. Yeah. Bluish Bluish. gray, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looked really good on the set. Did it? There of, you know, Portland Center Stage. Good. Oh, that set was great. Wasn't it? Yeah. Jefferson Smith thing. Jefferson Smith's speech was amazing. Yeah. story. Yeah. Which you you can hear a hush in the room. Oh, Oh, yeah. Because people were like, he's going to tell that story. I know. I was hoping so, that that was the story he was going to tell. Yeah, he did a good job with it. He really laid it laid it on the line there. He sure did. Which so. you can see all of them. They're all at backfencepdx.com, right? They are. Yeah. Yes, they the are in the, uh, in the under the past storytellers tab. Past storytellers. For those which, of you who are tab fans. <laughs> <laughs> which you guys have had so many people on those. Yeah, like I there's mean, like the 150 stories dang. now or something like that. It's crazy. Do you have a lot of repeat storytellers? Not a lot. We yeah. repeat every once in a while. Um, I just did a um, a Redux show in September, so those were all former storytellers. Mm-hmm. But generally, just kind of sporadically, we repeat every once in a while. Now, are you so. a writer? Do you like to write out stories, or do you just mostly like to like say, um, say them aloud? For this show, we uh, we kind of have people, bull- you know what you're doing, bullet mm-hmm. pointed out. And, you know, you definitely know your beginning, you definitely know your end, but you, and you definitely know how it builds, but just kind of keeping it looser, because we don't want people to memorize it, because that sounds really creepy, although <laughs> it, it does, it's, it, when, I, the first time I heard Sarah Palin do kind of a very, um, I know you guys are big fans, so uh, <clears> I hope this isn't offensive. <laughs> well, but, I'm already <laughs> offended, but that's just it's, it, Yeah. So. Um, and I heard her talk like in one of the first debates. I was like, "Oh, this is so, it, when people have things memorized, they don't they don't know what they're saying. Yeah. yeah, so they get lost in their thought because they weren't having a thought. They were just spewing something out. And so that's why you know it's it's like generally people basically wouldn't you say know it by heart, but mm-hmm. you have this space to kind of improvise mm-hmm. with the audience within that. So, um, but I'm also a writer yeah. aside from that yeah so. how do you how do you spend your days what, is, what what's a day uh, for you well as a freelancer i spend my days a lot of time talking myself into starting to work mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's start that um uh i do uh animation script writing for corporations for their like in com- tv commercial writing wow stuff that's cool those kinds of things um i guess i'm gonna say uh on air that I'm working on a screenplay because maybe it'll help me work on it more. There you go. <laughs> Get um, it out there. It's then in you there. Have to. I just, you know what, you guys, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I'm working on it. Can you explain anything about this screenplay? <laughs> can, can you say anything about it? No. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> All right. At least you said you're doing it. So that's. I'm doing that's good. it. I'm physically. Actively getting my butt in my seat doing it, which is, I think, ninety percent of the battle. <laughs> writing, um, and then. Uh, 
Um, also, uh, aside from Backfence, I've I have had this other show called Entertainment for People, um, which speaks for itself. No, it uh, <laughs> it's a variety show, and I was doing it a couple times a year, and then I decided um, to kick my ass further into gear. Um, I've joined. We've created a group of about six of us, and we're mm-hmm. doing the Entertainment for People new shit show once a month. <laughs> nice at Disjecta every second Monday, and. Um, our first one was right after snow apocalypse. Okay, uh, but we did it, and it was great. And I created videos for that. Like I wrote my own, you know, and I like because I like to do that as well. But it makes me have to do them, yeah, every month and write kind of a new performancey thing awesome. every month. So that's sometimes you just have to create a show, yeah, yeah. or know. even a shit show. Even it's the new shit show. Mm-hmm. It has to be new shit every month from all of us. <laughs> shit show is one of my favorite phrases that yeah. has ever existed. Yeah. It's better than hot mess, which I'm. I feel yeah. like is is flogging, yeah. like flailing. At this I point. do hot because mess. I notice a lot of people who are not hot messes starting to call themselves hot messes. Yes, and it's a little awkward for everybody involved. I, what got, it, what I got second cheerleader. I'm a hot mess. Uh, oh, such a hot mess. Such what exactly hot would mess. the definition of hot mess be? What is the definition of hot mess? Yeah, uh, I think it's a person who really just can't get their shit together. Can't get their shit together. Yeah. Okay. But at the same They've time, looks good while not being life. able to do it. You know, but but they still. But does it have anything to do with like them being attractive, or would it just be a hot mess like the shit show of their life? You know, uh, I wonder if there's a one and a two definition. On yeah, that. because I've heard hot mess reference. You know, like a some hot chick who just can't get her shit together, right? And or the kind of falling super around good looking model guy who has a Ferrari but crashes it constantly. Oh, yeah. Okay, suggestions okay. in the chat like Miley Cyrus or Lindsay Lohan are they hot messes? Um, or are they I shit think shows? they're borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I think one more step in that. A step above. Okay. I feel like maybe they're uh, uh, lack of parenting mm-hmm. subject to lack of parenting. Those two, I I don't know. I feel uh, I feel compassion for them. Yeah. I don't know. Being in the public eye all the time and and we all know what that's about right you know oh, just yeah. constantly it's at the same level you know just the, the paparazzi man yes always yes. outside of our studio yeah. Really yeah overwhelming really. I'm glad you're able to fight um, your way through them but I, I just can't imagine what it would be like to have yes people around you all the time like who do you trust who mm-hmm. do those ladies trust nobody's ever lives. telling you that you make a bad decision right yeah right, yeah. yeah and I don't know I, I think it would be I'd be very confused individual mm. yeah. I'd probably be worse yeah worse than a hot mess yeah worse than a, a, a hot mess be on fire <laughs> a hot shit show a flaming maybe. mess a flaming <laughs> a hot flaming <laughs> third degree mess well and you have a show coming up next week right I do yeah and this one this actually this really sounds terrifying because I saw this <laughs> so at the show I was at there was half of it was the storytellers where we already had our stories the other half was this Russian roulette storytelling. Yes, yeah. The fr- I was watching those guys. They were fantastic. The people yeah. Yeah, doing those stories. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's 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 a terrifying experience. I um, I thought, what's another show we can create that's even more risky and <laughs> scary? <laughs> and so um, we created this show, and it's uh, it. I cast eight people in it, and there's this big giant wheel. 
um, with numbers on it. With it's so beautiful. Uh, Bunk Bar sponsored and built that wheel for us. I was, was, oh, so nice. I was wondering where that came from because yeah, yeah. It was. and also the reader board. So a storyteller, um, uh, we have playing cards with their names on them. They get drawn at random, and they come up and they spin the giant wheel, and the number they land on corresponds to a prompt mm. on a reader board. That prompt is revealed. And storytellers uh, decide whether they're going to play or pass. They each have one pass in the night. If they pass the prompt, and a prompt is just like an idea or mm-hmm. a thought to help, you know, spur the story. And um, and if they pass, another storyteller can steal it, which is a really fun part of the show because mm-hmm. I think it was two steals that yeah. night, which is <laughs> soups exciting. And uh, and then they go backstage and they have five minutes to come up with their true five minute story based on that prompt oh wow and then at the end of the night uh, the audience votes on the winner and then the winner also draws a name and there's an audience winner also oh so cool it's really fun prizes for both Oh, so that's happening again next week? Yeah, on the 20th, Thursday the 27th. Oh, See, and yeah. you're doing five minutes of pre-written stand-up. Imagine having five minutes to tell oh, a no, I'm not gonna imagine original that. story. No. Yeah. That, that, I respect that, and that's um, incredible, and I would never, I, never. I like watching other people do it, though. Right. Yeah. And, and some really cool story. I mean, people really reveal, you know, as storytelling is, people are mm. revealing stuff about themselves mm, you know yeah. and um one woman had her audience her her uh prompt was um cats out of the bag and um her story she got up and talked about how she was going to do uh as a single woman she wanted to have a baby and she was going to do in vitro fertilization the next in the next two weeks and her family was in the audience and oh wow so people you know and and then there's just stuff that's hilarious stuff that's poignant it's great it's like a really great mix people really lay it on the line wow it's almost like a confessional of sorts sometimes too. this was definitely a confessional story yeah <laughs> that takes some balls yep. yeah and she's i am impressed right about to have the baby now because she she said that she uh, she got pregnant the first time out with in vitro just a, wow just for audience beware yeah if you're gonna do it <laughs> be prepared be prepared <laughs> it might actually work well and you've had so many amazing people that that have done it and so many amazing ones on this show is there anybody in particular you've always wanted but haven't been able to get for back fence um, or people oh, always said the, yes um, well I have a wish list of people you know that are. Um, you know that are kind of far outside the box that I've mm-hmm. made contact with. They haven't said no yet um, until I show up at their door <laughs> <laughs> creepily. Uh, but yeah, I definitely have a list of like uh, you know musicians and I, you know who I'm really a fan of. Did you guys do you guys know who Lake Bell is? Lake Bell. No, I won't pretend like I do. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> it's really hard to pretend. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, Lake Bell, that is. Oh, band. Yeah, maybe I'm just making yeah. it up to test you guys. Band? You know, like the Jimmy Kimmel fake band fake thing band. that he does. Oh, yeah. Um, Fan of uh, she did this movie called In a World. Oh, I recognize her. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, she's yeah. gorgeous. She is gorgeous. And she's really an amazing and funny writer and actress. And so um, she's just got massive smarts. And then she's um, she was also been on like that. NTSB USV show, you know, the comedy show that makes fun of the acronyms. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can never say it correctly. So yeah, I, I, I know up, what you're talking about. I don't, yeah, I don't remember how to say it either. Um, and there's, yeah, there's definitely other people out there that, you know. That you will not reveal? I guess I won't reveal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll just wait with bated breath. You're going to wait with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, as you, the, the woman you were talking about, I remember her uh, from What Happens in Vegas. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Of that course. winner of a movie. Yeah. Cameron Diaz, Ashton Kutcher. Oh, okay. It's, uh, she was amazing in it. Yeah. yeah. Movie, not so She's much. one of those people that's always good. Yeah. You know? Like Louis C.K., always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just never going to go like, I'm nervous for him. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? He might uh, fuck this up. Yeah. Totally never. Will Ferrell, same thing. Yep. Right. Love it. Well, where can people find out info about you or contact you? Maybe um, the best because I'm I've been lacking on creating my website. It's just really nothing right now. Uh, probably through Backfence PDX is the easiest way. I'm on the you know in the about section. Well, Frayne, let me tell you, we have a wonderful sponsor called Squarespace.com, and I was able to make <laughs> Segway. my Segway fancy. Parlay. Seriously, I was able to make my website super fancy. Like, really uh, no, easily. I've been hearing a lot about that. Actually, mm-hmm. for real, I'm yeah. not just saying. No, I had a I had a uh, shitty old blogger page, and then I got just got this one. I can just like put the pictures where I want them to go, and then now it looks all fancy and shit. And don't forget, for anybody listening, of course, go to Squarespace.com/slash/funemployment and use the offer code. Fun employment for ten percent off of your website. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's like they did all the hard work of actually, you know, writing a website and doing all of the back script and all of that stuff, and then all you have to do is just like drag like, and drop, drag and drop. Because I, like I don't that. understand, yeah. I make do not understand fancy. stuff. I like that. I, yeah, I, I understand I like that some code, but I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> no, basically, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, no. I can put that picture there. All right, and, and that, that one looks there. Pretty. That, that looks, looks pretty. pretty. <laughs> okay. People really that's gonna be an eye catcher. <laughs> I really like the way that looks. So good. <laughs> I'm just gonna look at it for a while. Sometimes I have that problem with small accomplishments like cleaning a floor really well. Mm-hmm. I actually pull up a chair and look at it for a while. I'm not joking. If I because ha- it's it has it has accomplishment that yep. has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And when you're a freelancer, <laughs> hardly anything does it just continues on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did my dishes the other day. Uh, I had let them go for a while. I live by myself in a studio apartment. I let them go for a while. And I did them, and I actually just stopped and like looked at my kitchen for a while. I was like, this looks so nice. Why? And then it's always the same thing. Like, why didn't you do this earlier? Look at how good you feel. Yeah. That didn't need to be looking as shitty as it did. Yeah, that, that whole mind... Uh, what I'm actually doing disconnection is really uh, frustrating mm-hmm. as a human being. Fine. <laughs> Not to get really deep That's stuff, pretty deep. but... You know, there's things I want to do, and then I find myself uh, eating Cheetos instead. So, yeah. You know, it's difficult. <laughs> well, they're it's delicious. Di- they, they are. could be why. <laughs> they are. And then, then there's just the shame of your fingers afterwards. I know. You know? And you can't hide it. Yeah. You can't. I mean, it's a real pain to hide it. I have yeah. a problem with chips myself. Like, it's an actual problem. Greg has a... He ha- he has a shame chip problem. Yeah. Where he will actually buy bags of chips. I will be at the store with him, like, if we're coming to the studio. He'll try to hide it from me. Right. Like, yeah. buy a bag of chips. And he'll sit there, and when I'm, like, in the restroom or something, he will eat, like, half of them and shove them in his face really quick. Yeah. I don't yeah. want people to see. I no. just think it's because you don't want to share. Well, maybe that, too. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I don't... Well, Does that I'll come sh- from college? I don't know where it is. Because like, college, beca- I became a little bit of a hoarder in college. Like, yeah. nope, you're not getting any of it. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> it could be. Like, I can't afford it pizza just so you don't have to share it with anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all mine. Sick. I ordered it. I paid for it. It's mine. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will, I'll stash them away so that my roommates can't see them. Like, they're going to go in and eat them anyway. But nonetheless, I don't want them to see it. And then I don't want to be caught eating them, so I'll go... S- scurry away in my room and eat Cheetos but wow this sounds depressing it does yeah, it's mm-hmm. little, yeah. yeah. lonely yeah. Cheetos yeah well yeah. There's, there's a story for next time I guess yeah you know? lonely <laughs> Cheetos <laughs> lonely Cheeto eater yes but that moment of shame is so crazy though like who cares yeah, yeah. nobody cares about you that much it's like we, it's, what it really is is an inflated sense of ego moment <laughs> right yeah you know what I mean like what's the worst Sarah's gonna say to you if she sees you eating chips I don't know you know uh, what is she? What's up, piggy piggy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose that would be bad. The, wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
going, oh, Damn. look, you're eating chips a- again. You know how to cut to the core, don't you? <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> Fran, are you going to be busy this weekend? Did you want to stop by the listener party? I might be able to do that. All right. Fine. That sounded so terrible. That did. You know, yeah. you guys, thanks for the invite. <laughs> I'd probably going to be busy. I'm going to be writing a letter to Lake Bell. <laughs> and <laughs> eating Cheetos. So. And eating Cheetos. <laughs> well, uh, back fence Russian yes. roulette is Thursday, February 27th. At Disjecta. It At is. Disjecta. It's going to be a really fun show. Where is Disjecta? Disjecta. Do you know where the Paul Bunyan statue is out I in Kenton? do. I meet there every year for SantaCon. Do you really? Oh, mm-hmm. yes, you do. You've mm-hmm. talked about SantaCon before. Yeah, because we met you before. With you this year. Yeah, yeah, you should have come. Damn it. Next year. Okay. Okay. It's right behind that, actually. You know how there's a bank? And Disjecta is like a gallery space and a theater space. It's oh, actually cool. a really very cool space. So it's across from Dancing Bear, probably. Yes, Dancing Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to avoid confusion, they've crossed out, you know, B E A R and made it B A R E. For those who are fans of homophones, oh, yeah. you know? that's a big word. <laughs> <laughs> big word for naked ladies. Yes. <laughs> oh man, that place is weird. Have you been in there? Dancing oh, Bear. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's last too bright. Time, yeah. Last time I went in there, I was in a Santa suit. Sure. A few years ago, and then there were like some strippers dancing, and uh, some asshole was sitting at the rack throwing quarters at the stripper. And the worst thing was is that she was picking them up. Oh, no. yeah! I was like, don't that's, let him. That's do that. just depressing Gosh, all that around. Hurts my heart. It was it was awful. Like I, I oh. we left. I'm like, I can't even watch this. This is awful. Oh, gross! Wow, that guy is gross. I know. Yeah. Oh boy, but that was a few years ago. I'm sure it's cleaned up its act. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure right. It's not like that at yeah. all anymore. No. No, I'm going to need to eat some secret chips after that. Yeah, I know. I think I need to. <laughs> some shame chips. Because <laughs> that is what is going on. I'll throw a quarter at you, Frayne. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep it. It's my laundry money, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Backfencepdx.com. Go there. Check out all the shows coming up. And February 27th at Disjecta. 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 Seriously, it's so much fun. I what thank you so much say. for inviting me. Oh my gosh, thank you one. guys. Was, is, oh yeah, oh yeah, yes. Dude. You're great. You're great. It was so fun to. It, we always meet at fun places like Beulah mm-hmm. Land to work on stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's a blast. It was, no, and you really helped him. Like from an outside oh, yeah. perspective, whenever he'd come back from his meetings, he was like, "Friend's awesome," and I feel like I know what I'm doing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's cool that you at least work with the people. You know, yeah, the it's fun because you really. It's it's such a weird like almost like speed dating situation with whomever you're with mm-hmm. and it's it's part like therapist part director right yeah because you know as Greg will attest to you know you, you have to get right in and ask people some like decently personal questions mm-hmm. so that they will so that they get to the point where they can reveal things but not too much I don't want them to be uncomfortable yeah. right. on stage and everything but it's uh, it's been you know a really great part to be great way to be a part of the community cool so, yeah it's awesome. Well, thank you for being a part of our community. Well, thank you for being a part of our community. <laughs> you're just full of the segues today. Yeah. I got it nailed down. I, I don't know. You're on top of it. I'm, you are on I top feel of kind it. of nutty. And I think I've been balancing like the beer and the coffee. I'm at like a perfect nexus right now. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uppers and downers. Mm-hmm. I know, you. right? <laughs> I seem to get my beta blockers for Saturday. <laughs> It'll be set. <laughs> Somebody's probably going to drop some off to you in the mm. mail now. I have to be honest. I don't even know what a beta blocker is. It's a, I think it was originally, like I said, it was originally a heart medication, and I think somebody realized that a side effect of it, you know, it's kind of like Botox was originally for migraine headaches, mm. 
And then people were like, also, it makes me look youthful esque. <laughs> youthful esque. Useful in quotes. <laughs> I like that youthful esque. <laughs> um, and I think people realized that it also just kept your heart rate down if you're really nervous. And then it became a thing that was prescribed for. Uh, it's actually prescribed for stage fright, for real. Wow. I once took uh, a prescription medication for uh, fear of flying, because I also have that. I do, too. And I blacked out on the plane. It was awful. I will never do that again. Was, oh. it, was, there, were there, was there any vodka involved? No, I might have had, that? like, half a glass of wine, but, I mean, that shouldn't have made any difference. Yeah. Got on the plane, took that medication, had a half a glass of wine, woke up uh, in O'Hare. Wow. <laughs> in Chicago. Was wow. that where you were supposed to be? It was where I was, my transfer was, but I mean, I kind of came to and I was sitting in a, a chair in the O'Hare airport. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. That was terrifying. So do, you have, do you have flight rituals that you go through before a flight? Vodka. <laughs> do you part. have any weird other like superstitions or things that you do? Not really. It's mostly just things. vodka. What's yours? sequence. Well, I, I can't listen to any... D- like, I, I watched... Uh, what was it? Final Destination. Uh-huh. When I was, like, too young, too formative, and, like, now whenever I hear, like, John Denver before I'm flying, I think I'm going to die. And he died in a plane crash, yeah? Yeah. So that's Johnny D. Full circle. All right, what's that. your weird thing? Well, I, um, I, read, I read a book all the way up until the last page, and then I close it, and I cannot finish that last page until I'm back at my home <gasps> safely after the entire flight. That's you are one so thing. OCD like me. <laughs> and then when I'm walking, you know how when you're walking onto the plane, yeah, the, uh, the tarmac, boarding onto the tarmac, yeah, uh, between the plane and the tarmac, right before the stewardess greets you, uh, there's a little space that uh-huh. you can see the plane, and I have yeah. to look at the fuselage of the plane, mm-hmm. and I have to see light on it, and I have to capture that image in my head of seeing the light on the plane, and then I turn, and if the flight attendant does greet me, I'm st- I'm holding my breath, I just nod. And then I go to my seat, mm-hmm. and then I have always have uh, that book has to go into the pocket. Okay, wow, and this then, is an in-depth thing. Yeah, and then it, then there's this whole weird uh, visualization process that takes place with me seeing the fuselage, and um, uh, now here comes p- potentially a little bit of a maudlin moment. My my mom passed away, so I have to vision my mom on the top of the plane like Sam Pickens. Um, and I have to envision her on there, and it's always in this house coat that she used to wear. And uh, I envision her on the top of the plane, like riding the plane, and she has to turn around and give me the high sign that everything's okay. <laughs> oh my god, this and is then amazing! I keep my eyes closed until I hear the bing of ten thousand feet. Oh, ten thousand yeah. feet! And then for whatever reason, it just all goes away because I, I happen going. to know the percentages of. Uh, yeah, all the crashes happen usually in the first 10 or last 10 minutes of the yeah, flight, right? exactly. Yep. You know it. You've oh, seen yeah. the bell curve. Oh, of course. And so I'm like, why not, once I'm rising up the bell curve, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Oh. Unless there is bad turbulence at oh. which point. I grab strangers. Yep. I've, or I make weird noises like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh. And then if it's really bad and the plane is shaking back and forth and up and down, I pull down my uh, tray, which you're not supposed to do, and then I hold on to it like I'm helping to steer the plane. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, amazing. It, and it goes on from there. It's Wait, is it just on planes that things. you have these things, or do you have yeah. them in life too? Uh, well, I've, I'm sure I have them in life. Like, I have a lot of like life things that I have to do in order yeah? to get through the day. What are yeah. your life things? Uh, just a, a lot of like walking and how I like you know 
numbers and things of that sort. Numbers, really? Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a clock thing. Right. If you're eating a piece of candy, isn't it? You have to have I one I have to eat each. them two at a time. Yeah, two you at a time. Oh, yeah, like I have to one. buy three pieces of fruit at a time. You buy three pieces of fruit at a time? Yeah. Tomatoes included, which are a fruit. Yeah. It's true. So, yeah. Yeah, mine is like I have to have like even space. Like I have to, if I'm eating like one M&M, I have to eat two. And I have right. to eat everything in like even numbers. Also, Interesting. uh... So you have a symmetry thing. Yeah. So if if you're at a table at a bar with some friends, like a big table at a Mm -hmm. bar, and you know how people will not sit so that people are, like there'll be too many people on one side? Yeah. And that makes me really anxious. Mm-hmm. Like I really yeah. want to. I want to tell. It's got to be balanced. Yeah, they mm-hmm. should be. We should balance it out because it's. Uh, I feel like if one person is left out on the end, mm-hmm. they're like the tail. Yeah, it seems. Rude. They need to, need to come to strangers. You're sitting too far away. Just yeah. move over well, here. It's the same just, thing. Just, with, just move you over. Yeah, it's the same thing with coffee lines when people line up the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Have a really hard time not saying something. My thing lately like, has been walking under things. Oh, I have this weird thing, like especially in my neighborhood. There are all kinds of weird, you know, like um, walkways and such over the sidewalks. I don't like walking. I will actually actively go around walk. I don't know why. Like arches or something. Like arches and such. Like there will be like a like a plant arch over a sidewalk. Like there's one in my neighborhood that I will cross the street so I don't have to go under it. And I don't know why, but I just I know I should not go under that. Wow. And nobody can. Yeah. Make, just like the bike path on the waterfront, I can't ride my bike unless I can go through the metal sculpture. Somebody actually, there was somebody sitting there playing a musical instrument inside of the structure that I have to ride my bike through. I got off my bike and waited for 15 minutes for him to b- get done so that I could ride my bike through it. Because, of course, what an awkward confrontation. I yeah. Um, I have this thing. <laughs> can, you please stop, can you please stop playing your music so I can ride my bike through? It's just a thing. It's, it's just a thing. thing. It's a thing I have. It's like with movie theaters. I won't go through the side door. I have to walk back through the same way I came in. How do you guys catalog all of these That's different so things? That's so true. Oh my gosh, I don't I like think, it. I, like I don't like walking. Really anxious if I have to. Yeah. Walk. I always like to mix up wherever I walk a little bit. It's Me like I've never driving. walked. Yeah, I've never walked the exact same. Like I'll like cross the street. I'm like I've never crossed the street over here and then cross back. I'm like yeah. I've never done that before. It's a different way yeah. of doing it. I don't like creating patterns. No. I don't either. What? But I obviously do create patterns mm-hmm. at yeah. the same time. Yeah. I don't like going out of my way. I like to, if I have like four places to go to, I make a map in my head to where I don't have to deviate for a foot out of like a perfect like circle. So right. I can go there. I can be like, I'll hit up things so that way there's no going out of the way. I think I have a determination here. You and I are both hot messes. I know. <laughs> Bam. Oh, my God. We could go forever. All right. We're done. Oh, we're done. Boy. <laughs> I think you and I could talk about this oh, into the night. This God. Is an as long as we weren't standing under a trellis I know. somewhere. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Gazebos are crazy. I can't. <laughs> that blew my mind. Wow. I hear sound of music really loud. <laughs> it's being noted. We started off the show with me feeling crazy. I feel completely normal now. Yeah. Good. I feel I'm great. Glad. There you go. Yes. That's my word. Work here is done. I'm just <laughs> glad I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Go to backfencebdx.com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.